Media. Fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off at checkout at c4energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am the Clydesdale. I have with me Kat Shear. We have Charlie Run in the back. And we have the lovely and talented Miss Amanda Barnhart with us today. Amanda, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? We're I'm good. good. We're good. Uh, sure. You know, yeah. quarterfinals was rough. We made it through somehow. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I wanted to get you on because so much has happened since we talked to you last. Uh, it was right after Granite Games last year. Mm-hmm. You have moved back to the great state of Ohio. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yeah. So you're back home with us. Um, what, what does that feel like? I know that you've always said that Ohio will always be your home. Yeah. Um, I knew when I moved, when we moved originally that we would come back to Ohio, we just like weren't a hundred percent sure of timelines. Um, and just wanting to be close to family. It was, it was really hard being away from family, to be honest. Like you're, we are kind of isolated in Boston just with our gym family, but, um, outside of that, we're pretty isolated and my sister had her first child this fall. So like that kind of stemmed it where like, we were like, we really want to go back um, to be there for that. I just didn't want to miss it. Like every time I went, she was like more pregnant and I'm like, I can't miss this. Um, And then my husband started looking for jobs and he got a great job. Just like things were falling into place. So it felt so good when we moved back here. I think you forget um, I don't know if you've ever moved away from Ohio and come back, but like we come back and we see the cornfields and we're like, wow, we really miss this place. Like, it's just so good to be home. Um, there's nothing like it and being close to family and friends again. Yeah. I moved to Florida for four years and then moved back. That's drastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Um, I actually hated the heat. It was way too hot for me. I needed the, all four seasons. Yeah. I, um, Florida's too hot for me too. I completely agree. And I always think like if I moved somewhere that was warmer, I'd do like an in-between like South North or South Carolina, but I do think I would miss the seasons as well. Um, We're really, I think we forget how lucky we are here to get to see like spring and fall um, where most people don't get that. So last we talked, I think Wes was just finishing up school. Um, he was in school. He's still in school. So I think, um, okay. So when we were in Boston, he was in school full time because he, um, had quit his job in Ohio. Um, we knew Boston would be decently temporary, so it wasn't worth him getting a, a good job. Um, so he was doing school full time when we were there. Um, the move back, he started looking for like internships and jobs and just et cetera. And he ended up getting a really good job. So he is still in school while working full-time. He's very close to being done. Um, it's been a little challenging working a full-time job, trying to work out, have a life, and take his classes in the evenings. But he's been a champ. He's got this semester and then the summer semester, and he should be done, which is really exciting. Okay. Very cool. So when you left Ohio, you were kind of Southwest. 
I think moving back, you're now Northeast. Yes. Um, is that closer to where you grew up or just where the job was? Uh, this is where I grew up. It's Wadsworth, Ohio. Okay. Um, so yeah, back where all the family is and where I grew up. I moved to um, Dayton, Ohio previously for physical therapy school. And that was where I met Wes and we had kind of stayed there for a few years and we did love it there, but um, families in Northeast Ohio. So we're back here. Yeah. I drive through Wadsworth every time I go to my parents' house. Where do they live again? I know you told me before. So they're, they're Western Pennsylvania, just across the border from Youngstown. Okay. So we go up through like 76 through Akron to 80 and then across. But yeah. And I've stopped, we've stopped in Wadsworth to eat. Where do you stop in Wadsworth? I'm just curious. There's not many places to stop. (laughs) Well, out by, out by the interstate, there's uh, the giant Eagle there. We've stopped at that a couple of times to get gas, different things like that. I actually had a friend there. So I've actually been in downtown Wadsworth before. Uh, It's a quaint little town. It is. Uh, (laughs) Time, time kind of forgot it. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's very like 1980s downtown. Yeah, I love it. But, they actually are. They had been talking about redoing the downtown, but I don't know when that's ever going to happen. But definitely got the small town feel down there. Yeah, and I've been to the baseball fields too for some reason. I don't even remember why. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's small world. We go through there all the time. Um, do you just feel more centered now that you're back? Yeah. Um, I just think that like. Obviously CrossFit is my career right now, but CrossFit is not my whole life and having family and friends. And, you know, I specifically think of Sundays, like that was probably the hardest day for me. It was just like, I didn't train on Sundays most of the year and my family was always together and I'd be like FaceTiming them or on calls with them or whatever. And just wishing that I could be there with them on those days. So just having that like Sunday family day and seeing friends who live in the area, like outside of the gym um just yeah brings me peace it's it's a game changer being in your environment but still getting to do what you love i wonder if that sunday dinner thing is just like a midwest kind of deal because we do that like every week too yeah like we have a couple friends over and do sunday dinner uh just like a family thing yeah it happens on the east coast too Huh, sorry. It happens on the East Coast too. It's not a <laughs> Okay. Sundays are Sundays are for family dinners. Family days. Yes. <laughs> for doing nothing. Yeah. Yes. So, exactly. so is in a different state than us. She's actually in Delaware. Okay. Uh over on the East Coast. So yeah, she needs to represent her area too. Uh so okay. There's already questions in the chat about kind of this upcoming season. I was going to wait for a little bit on that, but not only did you move back to Ohio, you changed training programs, mm-hmm. but there was somebody familiar at the new training program. And that is Harry Pally. Uh, what was it like reconnecting with Harry? Oh, it was awesome. Um, Harry and I have always stayed in touch. Um, we've been, I think I first got connected with him in 2018 or 19. I can't remember what year it was that we first started like working together. So when he left CompTrain last year, um, I still kept in touch with him and he was in Boston and I saw him a few times because we're just good friends. Um, And then when I decided to move back to Ohio, um, I had told him and just 
it just is crazy how the stars aligned and, you know, HWPO was on my list of places to want to look and Harry happened to be there. So I just felt like it was fate with that working out. And it's so exciting to be in a new environment, but still have the familiarity of Harry um, as, you know, such a good friend and coach over the years. Yeah. From an external observer, when I saw you guys at the Mac in 2021, you guys looked like tight, like more than just coach athlete, like friends. Uh, and it was like you, Sam and Harry. And, uh, and I, it just, even like when it was announced you were leaving comp train, it made sense to me that that would be the first place you would look because externally it looked like you guys were just so tight and needed to get back together from a coach athlete perspective. Yeah. Harry's the man. Um, I don't think he's ever gotten the credit that he deserves, but he is so smart, um, an incredible, incredible human being and coach. And I know HWPO is thrilled to have him. Yeah. Part of the reason he doesn't get the credit is he doesn't talk a lot. <laughs> and I think that's just, that's just his way. He's just a very quiet, humble man. Yes, he is. He is. So you go to HWPO. What is that initially like? Yes, Harry has worked with you in the past, but there are other coaches there as well. Was there like an assessment of your current skills? Was there like a visit, a sit down? How did that all kind of go down? Um, so at the beginning, I just started um, working with Harry and kind of getting ready for Rogue and taking it kind of one part of the season at a time. And then after Rogue, I went to Vermont and trained for a week there and got to, you know, meet the other coach. I mean, obviously I'd met um, Matt and those coaches before, but it was getting to meet Amy and Rob, um, the specialty coaches. Harry was there. Um, so we just kind of had a full week of training, got to see where I'm at, what we want to work on um, moving forward. And I mean, this was still the off season. Um, so that was kind of when things really started to change programming wise. So now it's very much a collaborative effort, um, of the whole team, which is really cool. Like everyone has their specialties, um, Matt's in charge. And then we have all the specialties that kind of fill in from there. And it's been really, really good. Um, I've honestly loved the programming. So pretty much since November is when I've been fully on the new HWPO programming. So when we talked last year, you were looking for consistency. That was your main goal in the season. And at Granite Games, you would hit that out of the park. Mm -hmm. Very consistent performance. You go to the games, it's, it's probably the worst start of a programming session for an Amanda Barnhart that could possibly be start, started, mm -hmm. right? It's very gymnasty, but you held your own. What is your assessment of how the games went for you last year? Oh my gosh. The games honestly was a pretty terrible experience for me this last year. Um, I was fit um, as everyone shows up fit and ready. I was not injured, you know, other than like nagging normal things. I just, I think you're, you hit it on with like the programming, like really not going my way the first couple of days. And not that I, was like devastated or anything you know you expect that especially doing this for so long like i never expect to love the programming i just think of like how different it was and like 
I truly knew I was fit, but I wasn't showing it. And I honestly think it got in my head a little bit. Like I had the hardest time dealing with my stress that weekend than I had in a really long time competing. I know I told you at Granite Games is I was like super calm and confident and just like rolling through the weekend, like just sailing through without like super high highs and super low lows. I was just very consistent and very calm. And the games was the exact opposite of that. Um, I was, and as it like kept getting worse, I got more and more stressed and I just felt like I was not able to recover or eat properly or really feel like myself in majority of the workouts. And I do, I mean, I don't know what else to attribute that to other than that. I was probably very stressed that it was not going as I wanted it to, and that I wasn't feeling like I wanted to. Um, so then it just kind of made the whole weekend, not very fun. Like even the workouts that were good for me. Once they did come, I didn't feel like Amanda on the floor. Um, so it was, yeah, now I'm like, I haven't talked about the games in so long. So you brought that up and I was kind of like, wow. Um, but yeah, it was definitely not a fun games for me. <laughs> how, it didn't how need to it? rub salt in the woods. Yeah, right. it's okay. I just, it's been a while since I've <laughs> even thought about it. <laughs> it. It sounds like it was a big learning experience though, for you, like to, to be able to work on that mental piece. What is that? sort of look like and how have you overcome that or how do you plan to overcome it if it happens again? I think it's um, dealing with nerves is, is hard. It's not that it's on the floor that it's affecting me. It's I'm able to do that just fine. But if I'm not recovering, then I can't do what I need to do on the floor. And for me, eating is recovering. And I honestly had the hardest time getting food down that whole weekend because I was so nervous. So I was going into the days just underfueled completely. And I could feel it. I felt myself just like tanking as soon as I got on the floor. You can't go through the CrossFit games and not eat proper meals. So I was usually able to eat in the evening. So I felt decent for the first workout of the day. And then pretty much after that, I was useless as the days went on. And I couldn't get a good enough hold on it to be able to like truly feel recovered and feel energized. Um, I would run out on the floor, like, you know, how we like run out to our gumdrops or whatever. And I could just feel my legs like shaking and filling with fatigue, just trotting on the floor. And I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? And that is a terrifying feeling. So I never want to feel that way. It, it happens occasionally. You're going to have maybe one workout throughout the weekend where you're not recovered for whatever reason. But um, when it's workout after workout after workout, it, it gets hard. So what I have been doing is just really focusing on like what kind of food works for me in training, like what I'm able to get down um, between workouts quickly, making sure that I'm working on deep breathing stuff to get me calm enough that I can get food down. Typically, I am the biggest foodie in the world. I love to eat. It's not usually a problem. The second I get nervous, it's just like I have the hardest time eating. So it is definitely something we're still working on. Um, it went fine at Rogue and Wadapalooza, but obviously the stress at those events is much lower, much, much, much lower than semifinals in the games. And um, so, yeah, still working. Have, have you ever gotten sick like before? Yes. Yeah. Like, like you force stuff down and you're so upset. Yeah. Or, uh, you so know, there was a lot of times what happened this year at the games is like, I knew I hadn't eaten enough. Um, so then I would start warming up and I would feel really bad, mm -hmm. um, trying to get through my warm up. So I would take like a go-go squeeze and a salt and just try to like shove all this quickly, um, carbs and salt into my body, but it was too much at once. 
And then I would go out on the floor and I would just have this like sloshing stomach of carbs and salt that wasn't actually digesting into my body at all at that point. So then I did feel sick because I'm just have a stomach full of literally sugar and car and salt. Um, that was doing me no good. So, but it was my last ditch effort. Cause I'm like sitting there doing the math of how much I'd eaten that morning. Cause I couldn't get my eggs down. I couldn't get my bagel down. I couldn't get my oatmeal down. I'm like, crap, I haven't had enough. So just trying to quickly get stuff in as I realize I'm like shaking in the warm up area. So when say, sorry, when you say you couldn't get it down, like, did you try to eat it and you threw up or you just, no, put it just like I put it in my mouth and I'm just like, yeah. like, it's all like, I'm like, literally taking chugs of water to try and swallow my oatmeal like it's a pill because I just can't get it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's been a problem for me in the past, but this was probably the worst it's ever been. And I didn't go into the games more nervous than normal this year. So I just attribute to the, the, the first couple of events and the, you know, just being, I feel like I was in 20th place or something. And I was just like, ah, like I've never been here at yeah. this point. And it, it must have just called a, a cascade of freakouts. Is, is kind of- <laughs> a cascade of freakouts. I like that. <laughs> it's it's funny you say that. When I was a swimmer, I could not eat during swim meets. And the only thing I could do is, and I don't even know if anybody knows, they're called Knox blocks. It's like a jello square. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. eat those all meat because that's all I could get down. Yeah. Because my, my stomach would get so nervous that that, and at least there was some sugar and carbs getting into me so I could at least go on with the meat. Right. Um, so I, I've been there and I felt that and it's an awful feeling. It is. Yeah. And you can only live on that stuff for so long. And then you start to get a stomach ache from that kind of stuff. Like you can't just have carb, carb and protein shakes and salt packets all day. Like your digestive system is going to kill you if that's what you're living on. And especially with just, you know, we're doing three or four workouts a day and I'm burning so many calories that, the carbs are obviously needed, but you need real food too. So um, that has been yeah. that has been my biggest challenge lately. <laughs> I can't even imagine because most swim meets are a day, maybe two days, mm-hmm. and then if you get to the big time, it's it's a little bit longer. But you do, you have to do this from Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah, In, insane. Yeah. So job. eating is a job. <laughs> <laughs> so. We talked about Harry and how calming he is. Is that something that can help you with that? Or is it just, it's something you can't really tell if it's coming or not? Um, that's a good question. It's, I'm not sure it's something that anyone else can help with other than like from a nutrition side, just having the best plan possible um, and making sure I'm having foods that sound good and have a good, you know, like after this workout, have this right away. And but it really is me being calm and where I'm at and, you know, what my plan is and being able to like be okay to be able to get the food down. It's like, it's really not any more complicated than that. Like if I'm stressed, like mega stressed, I can't eat. So I just have to be able to get, um, control of that. (laughs) Is it easier to sort of down something as soon as an event is over? Like yes. before your head to like yes. the next thing. 100%. And that's what I've been working on. It's like, you can't wait. You start to sit around and wait and you kind of start to feel queasy from the last event. And then you start mm-hmm. to feel nervous about what's going to happen. It's like, as soon as you're done before you even have time to think about what just happened or what is going to happen, it's like, start feeling. get a bite of something down and start getting the shake in right away. And the shake's always easy to get down, but it's like the real food that's 
yeah. the hard, you know, I can eat a turkey sandwich every day during training now, but then you put me <laughs> in a competition and I suddenly hate turkey sandwiches. So it's just right. like, you're trying to get those bites down as quickly as possible before you realize what's happening. <laughs> so let's put the games in the rearview mirror. Mm -hmm. You, you switch over to HWPO, you go to rogue. Do you have the same issue there or are you good that weekend? Um, rogue was better. I definitely had trouble eating, but it was way better. Um, there was still a few events where I was like, I felt like I had had a little bit of a stomach just because I had had a little too much of a baby food or whatever and not enough real food or trying to find the balance with fiber because there's like a lot of snacks that sometimes have too much fiber in them and then that's going to affect you. Um, it was significantly better. It definitely was not perfect. I was still learning a lot um, that weekend, but I did do better. And I just have really learned like you just can't eat too much in the evening because the days are always going to be hard to eat no matter how calm you are. It's for anyone. They're always going to say it's hard to eat during the day. So, you know, you really got to go to bed like uncomfortably full, which sucks, but um, it makes a big difference the next day. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely better at Rogue, but still not where it should be. You're also a doctor of physical therapy. So your job is to make people feel as good as possible when they're doing everyday life or competitions like this. And you're having a hard time getting yourself to that point. Does that lead to more frustrations? Um, no, I don't think so. It's just um, trying to figure out why, you know, like trying to figure out what is going to calm me. And like, you're never going to feel... You're never going to be in control of these situations like that is the part of sport and competing in general. So I have to just be able to let go of that, that I'm not in control and that I trust my training and that I'm at peace with whatever is going to happen. And that is what has worked for me in the past. You know, I feel like I did really well over quarterfinals, even though, you know, the online competitions can get very stressful just because of other circumstances. And I felt like I did a really good job of putting my emotions aside and truly just being present in the moment of like this food you need right now. Um, don't think about anything else. All right. So then you get past rogue and you're going to go train in for a moment. You're going to be assessed kind of what you're looking at for the year. Last year was consistency. Mm -hmm. What are we looking at for this year? Um, I think the main theme of, what Matt basically said at the end of that week was just like everything I was doing was looking pretty good. I just needed to be fitter. Um, there wasn't like a certain, like, you know, your muscle ups look terrible. It's like, we need to be able to do muscle ups at a higher fitness and you know, your lifting looks pretty good. We can tweak a few things. Obviously there's room for growth and everything, but the, the moral of the whole week was just pure fitness, which is exciting. Yeah, because that's something you can do something about. And yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's not super, you know, it's not like you have to get stronger, which takes forever. And yeah. it's not like you have to, you know, work on high skill stuff, which also, you know, puts you at risk for injury and things like that when you're doing a lot of that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. fitters just what volume, more volume or. Yeah, I mean, we just started doing more intervals and um, zone twos and, yeah, just really hammering the machine stuff to just get baseline fitness while also, I mean, it was off season at this time. So still doing all the skill work and still doing all the strength work and accessories and stuff like that. But 
the base fitness was a huge priority. Do you think when you were striving for consistency, you lost strength? Um, no, I don't think okay. so. So last year I actually even did a, a pretty big cut to like lose weight. Um, and during that time I was still hitting a lot of PRs. I was like the smallest I had been in a few years and I PR'd my deadlift, my strict press and my clean. Um, during that time. So I, I don't think, I don't think it has affected me at all. What, was the, what was the impetus oh, for you to be on a cut? Um, I feel like every time I compete, I finish the weekend being like, man, the, the high volume gymnastics still gets me like, it's so hard for me. And we, we train the volume like crazy, obviously like you need to get stronger, but, um, we said, why not try to be a little bit smaller, which <laughs> for me is very, very hard to do. I very easily put on muscle. It's very easy for me to get stronger. Mm -hmm. For me to be smaller is incredibly hard. And I feel for the girls who have the opposite problem of me, they have to work just as hard to put on a pound to get a little bit stronger. And it's just as hard for me to lose a pound to be a little bit smaller, um, which helps with my weaknesses, mm -hmm. the upper body pulling strength, you know, just moving my body through space. Um, but every time I have lost weight, I have never noticed um, any strength drops, honestly, that's except good. unless I'm in a calorie deficit and I'm hungry, but that's different. It's right, not, right, right. It's do, you, not do you track your muscle mass through through these cuts? Like, are you are you losing muscle mass? Um, well, it's fat or pretty much just I think it was pretty much fat, just That's fat. Cool. I mean, we didn't track it super closely. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like every year I just put on like two or three pounds of muscle and we're not even trying to, um, <laughs> people will freak out about that comment, but it's true. It's like, oh my gosh, how am I getting heavier every year? It's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> since I started doing this, it's just, I think if we saw the muscle mass on my upper body compared to where I started in 2018, it's pretty crazy. Um, you, have, you haven't gotten to your ideal fitness yet. Who knows what that's going to look like, right? They always say what CrossFit gives you like the perfect expression of what your body is supposed to look like or do or something like that. And some people just carry more muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Again, De definitely um, blessed with big muscles. <laughs> so I think what that comes back to for me is you can misinterpret Instagram in a heartbeat. You had made a post where you're like building strength and maybe just that day, that was your goal for that day. And mm -hmm. I took it and extrapolated it out over the season. Wow. Um, then, and I think you're also a little bit sarcastic. I can times. explain that post Okay. or what did I, I, how did I word it? I don't think I said building strength. I said this year we're getting strong, strong. Um, that's, so that's what it. I was alluding to was that, we were sick of me not winning the events that I should be winning. Um, so I, I don't think I've lost strength. I just don't think we had prioritized any of my strengths at all. Um, so I have gotten by on just pure talent and, you know, working on it a little bit, but if I'm being completely honest, I've lifted more in the last 16 weeks than I have in probably my entire life because we have just prioritized it more and not that we've been trying to get stronger. It's just the, the part of the season that we were in um, a lot of accessory lifting, a lot of Olympic technique lifting, um, which always 
which I think there was a time and a place for it. Like my gymnastics was really, really bad the first couple of years. And we had to put something aside because you only have so many hours in a day. So I had to really work on my ring muscle ups because they were just bad. The technique of them was, and we've worked really hard on that and it's come a long way. And now I just need to have capacity of them under high intensity. The technique is there. The strength, the pulling strength is there. Um, so that gives us a little bit more freedom to go back to the barbell a little bit and say, you know, when a deadlift workout comes in or the, you know, the, what was the workout this year that I was disappointed in how I did, we did the, um, yoke carry squat, clean deadlift. The back nine. I almost failed the 215 squat clean. I was exhausted obviously from the treacherous weekend that I was having. And I know everyone was tired at that point, but I left the floor so disappointed because I was like, this is an Amanda Barnhart workout. I, you know, I don't want to take, I'm sure, I think I was still top 10 in it, but I don't want to just get top 10 in my strengths. I want to win them or be top three when all we have to do is train it a little bit. And we just weren't doing that. Um, like I said, I think there was a time and place for it. We had to set some of that stuff aside for a little bit, but um, you know, we had kind of talked like, I never, ever deadlifted, like ever until right before the games, I'd tell Harry, okay, can we touch a few deadlifts? Just, you know, when they show up, I don't want to embarrass myself because people expect me to be strong. And then I'm debilitated by a 275 deadlift because I just don't ever do it strong enough to pull it. I'm strong enough to get through it. I'm strong enough to do pretty well, but um, it would be nice if I was more prepared for it. So that is what I meant by this year. We're getting strong, strong because I've always been strong and people are like, well, she doesn't need to get stronger. And um, yeah, that's, that's not the goal is to get stronger. The, the goal is to be strong at my strengths. Makes perfect sense now. So Dan Church uh, comes in with, do you find the program to be drastically different or do you feel you're given the intent of the training and so your attitude towards the session is better to get more out of it? Um, I would say without giving too much away because I, I think our program is pretty sacred. Um, I do think it's drastically different in a very good way. Awesome. And I wanted to, my question kind of builds on this is you said you want to be strong, strong. So strong at your strengths. That is a very mat thing, right? When all the events that you can win, does mm -hmm. he bring that different edge or that different attitude to the way you think as an athlete now that maybe wasn't emphasized as much wherever else you've been? Yeah, actually it does. I mean, I was, um, I don't know what we were talking about, but he was just like, I want you guys all to be big and strong. Like you need to be strong in this sport. Like it helps you be resilient. Um, it's not about being lean and, you know, looking the best. He's like, I want you to show up being strong and resilient. And as long as you're strong enough to pull your body weight, it doesn't matter what your body weight is. And he really, really feels that way. And it's, um, to hear a coach and someone who's been so successful in the sport to say that to you, it's just like, wow he's right. Like, I don't need to be super small to be successful. Like I need to be the strongest version of me to be successful. And, um, it was, it was cool to hear him say that. Yeah. It's so funny hearing all this because I go, you know, I go to Christy's gym, Christy O'Connell Yeah, and her, her whole thing has been the exact opposite. Like, am I too small to do everything? Mm -hmm. Do I need to get bigger? Mm -hmm. You know, what is all that? And it, and it, 
it's almost like there's no happy in between. You always feel like you're either too small or too big or, and I love that Matt just throws all that out the window. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, because Matt wasn't the biggest, mm-hmm. you know, and he's still, yeah, greatest athlete we've ever seen in the sport. Yeah. But he also wasn't like super lean and cut either. Right. And that's what he said too. He's like, you don't have to have perfect abs to be on the podium. He's like, right. that's not what it's about. It's about right. being fueled and being recovered to train and being strong enough to move the weights and to move your body weight. Like if you can't move your body weight, you need to get stronger. It doesn't mean you need to get smaller. Um, which is cool to hear that. And I agree. So there's a question here from Bruce Wayne. Is she eating differently now that she's with HWPO? Yeah. For the first time in my career, I actually stopped tracking my food. Um, And I know that a lot of people, I think there's a place for it, but when you're doing it for so long, you start to learn really well um, about how much you're eating. So I'm eating probably about what I always have been, but the stress around it is gone. Um, And I do feel like it's really helped. Like I, I'm not afraid to to eat before bed, you know, I think tracking macros gets dangerous when it's like you've eaten all your calories and then you're sitting there at seven 30 at night and your stomach's growling and you're like, well, I've eaten everything. So I guess I'm just going to go to bed hungry. And it's like, no, you need to eat a bowl of oatmeal. Like you're making good choices, but like eat something before bed to number one, help you get through the night without waking up a million times and to help you recover. Um, so you feel good the next day. Like those have made a huge difference. Um, it's taught me, you know, to listen to my body more, which has helped with the eating during the day, which I was just talking about earlier. Um, not so much worried about the exact macros or how much I'm eating in a day. It's like, I feel hungry right now, or I feel like I need some energy. I'm going to eat this and not worry. Like I'm not hoarding carbs for later in the day, or I'm not, I'm not worried about it. It's just, I'm eating purely in the moment to feel good in that moment and then moving on and not stressing about it. It has been very freeing. Yeah. It sounds like it. And I know that, you know, all your workouts are very much metered, measured, timed, you know, scrutinized, all that stuff. So it's probably, like you said, freeing to have this other piece of the puzzle not be so rigid. Yeah. I think that like every single athlete that competes at this level, we're all very rigid. We're all very numbers driven. We're all OCD. And I think when you add another element that may not necessarily be helping you, and I know people struggle to eat enough, so maybe they need to track to make sure they're eating enough. And that's where you kind of learn when you have tracked for a while. Like I need to be eating, I have a baseline idea of how much I'm eating and then listening to my hunger around the rest of that, but it just take away a lot of stress. Like we're always stressed on training days because we want to do well and we have expectations of what we should be able to accomplish in a day. So there's, it's already a stressful day. Like why add a food scale um, to add more stress to your day? Yeah. I love that. So you get to go to Vermont and train occasionally. Does Sammy cook for you guys when you go and do you get to sample all this stuff she puts on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. Sammy's, oh my gosh, her cooking is unreal. Um, what is she? She made cake pops for us on Sunday after quarterfinals and they were absolutely incredible. We had dinner too, but the cake pops were a hit. Um, yeah. Sammy's cooking is a huge reason to go to Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, 
uh, there's so much I want to talk to you about. Um, so then you did Wadapalooza that looked like more of just, Hey, let's go have fun with friends. Mm -hmm. But you guys are all competitors. You get on the floor and you want to win once you're there. What was that experience like? Have you done three person team before? And what was this experience like? Um, no, I'd never done three person team. I did regionals team in 2016 was my first time ever doing team, but I feel like team back then was basically just six individuals doing workouts one after another and doing a little bit of synchronized deadlifts. But otherwise it wasn't like team is now team has really changed over the years. Um, Christy, Christy was making fun of me by the end of the weekend and saying, I'm not sure teams for you, Amanda, just because I kept messing up the workouts. But to be fair, we didn't really prepare because we were there for fun. We were not taking it super seriously. We talked about the workouts right before we went out there. <laughs> and the workouts were so confusing. Like every time we went on the floor, I was like, I was so confused at like what direction I was supposed to be facing or what I had to hit something after doing this and go here. And I was just like, can we just work out? Like it was so complicated <laughs> and it was stressful. I, we were writing stuff on our hands of like what we were supposed to be doing because that's how confusing it was. <laughs> how it. thankful are you that you didn't have to do that one-sided pistol workout? Oh, they wanted, how me fun to, they wanted me to do the pistols. I fought really hard against that because I said my legs are longer than all of yours and yeah. everyone else is here. If we do the pistol, if I do the pistols, we are getting last in this workout. So. <laughs> but how much fun was it watching everybody run after that? Oh my gosh, it was hilarious. Especially like Chrissy, she's such a good runner and she was just like. <laughs> like a dizzy bat competition. <laughs> yeah, that workout was brutal. Gosh like a dead sprint to start the weekend yeah it was crazy i got great pictures of that chandler smith like three-quarter lean uh <laughs> coming down the the runway it's awesome uh so you finish that and then it's kind of like let's get into the season and so you jump into the season open goes fine you don't that's just getting to the next step but right. quarters eighth worldwide eighth and the right? eighth. no 15th yeah. 15th worldwide, eighth in the East. And that just, that blows my mind. 15th in the world, but eighth in the East. And it just shows how stacked that East division is. Yeah. It is very stacked. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a lot of gymnastics thrown into this event. You did really well. Our, did are you seeing a lot of growth in the athlete you are this year at this point in the season? Um, I think so. I, I think it's easy for me. I'm still kind of in the phase where I'm being hard on myself about the weekend. So we're still kind of fresh. If I'm being honest, I'm pretty disappointed in how I did in the gymnastics workouts, but um, it is good to think where would I have been a year ago or two years ago? Um, probably much further back than I was. And to be fair, we did train very hard last week. So I did not go into Friday fresh by any means. Um, and I just kept reminding myself semifinals is the goal. Semifinals is the goal. Like that's all the goal is of this weekend. It's not a, I'm trying to prove something. Um, so with all of that in mind, yes, I'm happy. Um, if I look at the leaderboard, am I happy? No. 
Um, but I'm able to uh, really, the only thing that I truly cared about was being in the top 10 of the East to be, um, seated well going into the first day of semifinals. And with your placing, you're going to be in the final, you're going to be in the final heat. Um, no matter what that final heat is, as we, I'm hearing rumors of size of that final heat, but yeah, I'm curious with 60 girls, like, is it going to be 10 or more? (laughs) I'm hearing 15, okay. four heats of 15, uh, that but that's not confirmed by anybody. That is just rumor swirling. In 15 games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. I'm hearing 12 with the math okay. um, and that math is way above me. So that's just other people putting that out there as well. The other crazy thing is the leaderboard key. Every day I look at it, it's shifting. Because penalties are being assessed and people are going up and down on the leaderboard left and right. And so like, it looks like it's pretty fluid at this moment where everybody stands. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I got all my videos though. So I'm, I'm in the clear. Nice. That's awesome. So you are stuck where you are unless people above you have really messed up. Yes. So awesome. Um, So with that, now it is prep time for semis. Mm-hmm. A lot of you have people on your team in that top 10 with you. What is that like? Uh, having that like that? Is there friendly competition? Do you just ignore that and go about your plan for that weekend or, or what? Um, I mean, I get to train with Mal, so it you can't just ignore that and stay in your own lane because she's so incredible. And um, when I go to Vermont, I get to see where I'm at against one of the very best. So it is, it's good for me, but I also do have to stay in my own lane and realize that um, we're different athletes. We're working on different things. Um, but I do think it's really, really good. Um, I love being able to compare myself and try to keep up with her because she is really, really impressive. <laughs> how, how crazy is it that just a few years ago, like she was a teenager, just up and coming and sort of like this, you know, annoying, like talented person. And now she has just become like probably the person that's, you know, going to take it all. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a crazy transformation for her. I can't even like, it's hard to put into words how impressed I am with her from like a human being to a maturity level. Um, she's 19 years old and like, I feel like she's my little sister. Like we get along so well. Um, Our personalities are very similar. Um, I've never seen someone work as hard as I see her work. Um, And the talent level that she has is just next level. So it is so impressive. Um, I'm really excited to see how she does this year. Um, And yeah, it is. It's just, uh, I really do think we have greatness in the making with her. It is very, very impressive. It's cool as fans of the sports. It's so neat to watch. It really mm-hmm. is. I feel like we did a workout the first week I was there and she just whooped me. I mean, it was all gymnastics. Um, and I was not mad. I was totally in my lane and I finished the workout very far behind her. And I was just like proud of, you know, number one, my focus to stay in it, to lose by that much. But also I finished it and I was just like, holy cow. Like you are, <laughs> she so I didn't do bad you just are insane um so she really really is like her abilities are just and i just think the ceiling is still pretty very very high it's not like she's anywhere near um 
her her capacity yet. Yeah, yeah. But it's also cool that that like the comparison, you know, you, you can't control how good she is. Exactly. Right? You can only sort of control how you perform. And mm-hmm. you know, I talk to athletes that I work with all the time that are always like, I want to get you know top ten in quarterfinals next year. Or I want to make this, and it's like I can't control who's going to be in the mix and mm-hmm. whether you're going to be top 10% or not. How about we just say like, Hey, you want to beat this time in this workout, or you want to get, you know, a ring muscle up next year and those kinds of things. And if you do, you've hit your goals. If you, and if you don't make quarterfinals, well, I, you can't control that. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I even told Mal that when I was there, I was like, I'm not trying to be you. Like I'm trying right. to be less me and I'm just trying to keep up as best as I can because you're so impressive, but I just want to be as good as I can be. And like, whatever that looks like you can't put, and she's doing the same thing. And it, mm-hmm. all you can do is be in awe of it and be inspired by how hard she works and want to work that hard too. Um, and it, it's a good environment to be in. That's for sure. Well, Lee says that she's blessed to have you work alongside of her too. I'm sure she will learn from you. And I, and I know that to be a fact because we're following Sydney McAlishan through the season this year. Mm-hmm. And she talks very highly of you Aww. and what you meant Sydney. to her in, in her career. Aww. Yeah, we still keep in touch. I love her very much. She's a gem. Yeah. Uh, the, the biggest thing she attributes to you is that you made it so she doesn't drown in a pool. <laughs> She's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> She has made, she has come a long way. When she first got in, it was a little rough, but she's, she's growing as a swimmer. Yeah. Just, just like you, I think she's hard on herself a lot too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We all are. You, we wouldn't be good at this if we weren't. So are you going to have any more, uh, Ryan Lochte, uh, experiences? I don't know. Maybe to him, maybe, or (laughs) I hope so. Maybe next year at Wadapalooza. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he was there this year. Ah, uh, I, it wasn't anybody as impressive as Ryan Lochte. I knew who it was, but I, it wasn't, oh, um, right. it there wasn't Ryan. I didn't know who he was either, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think I'm so far out of the game now with swimming, unless you're like 20 years ago, I'm, I'm probably not going to know who you are anymore. Yeah. I'm the same way. I don't know many names either. It's okay. So what was it like doing the quarterfinals workouts in Vermont? Did you go head to head with Mal during them? Did you guys go separately? Um, how does that work? Um, we went separately mostly just because of a spacing issue. So the gym we were at, like, you know how big the setups are for the quarterfinals and open workouts when you're filming and stuff like to have four athletes go at once would have nearly been impossible logistically. So, um, and we had two of, HWPO um, employees who went first. So they were, they also qualified to quarterfinals. So it was nice to see someone go before. So they would go first and then Kat and I went second and then Jason and Mal went third, um, which honestly it worked out really, really well. Um, I would have been fine going with Mal, but you also have to be able to run your own race when you're going with someone who's that different than you as an athlete, um, especially with all the gymnastics stuff. Um, after training with her, I think I would have been fine, but it did work out um, being able to go with Kat and go before her. And then we got to watch them go next. So it was cool. Yeah, there there was a question early on in the show where someone was asking about your health and like, do you feel the best you've ever felt going into this season? I would say yes. Um, I do think 
because of the way the programming is done and the way that we do things, I feel like I have a better base than I've ever had and a better, um, just my joints and elbow, my knees and elbows and shoulders. Um, I've had, I had one flare up just because I did a bunch of stuff that flares up my shoulder a few days in a row and I knew better, but otherwise I have felt from that perspective better than I have in years and I'm getting older. So it just tells me that we're doing the right stuff. Um, if you're doing the right stuff, your body's going to hold up a lot better. Obviously you can still get hurt and there's still accidents, but the overuse injuries are a lot less likely when you're doing the right things. And I firmly believe that we are. And that is why my body feels really, really good. Have you used that? Have you used this thing? I have not. (laughs) Darn it. See, he's holding out on you. No, it's in the garage right now. It wasn't even like in the gym yet. So So for the listeners on audio, Kat was making the like uh, climber. The arm no, bike. No, like she's talking about the arm bike. The, the little, the oh, little the apparatus where you, you know, train your arms. Yeah. Yeah. I have done the Stairmaster, but the arm bike, no, I have not used. <laughs> the missing link, Amanda. You know, yeah, <laughs> so you're going to Orlando in a very stacked region. Do you need to peak for this at all? Or do you, are you going to look at it as like, I just have to put my best foot forward and make the games and then peak because your goals are really at the games, not at semis. Right. I think um, to some degree, we always do a little mini peak at semifinals. It's nothing like the games taper wise, but um, we train really, really hard going into semis and then we take a little bit of time off. So I would call it a little bit of a mini peak, but it's, it's um, compared to the games, very minimal but I will be much more rested going into semifinals than I was quarterfinals last weekend. <laughs> so Corey says, if the arm bike gets Amanda on the podium, I'm buying one period. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to new sponsorship deal. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you heard it here first. And there was a lot of well wishes like that coming through the comments, just, you know, wishing you thinking the thinking you for podium this year, wanting you on the podium this year, um, a lot of people saying that throughout the comments. Um, appreciate it. One other question is, do you cook your own food or do you have a food service? Um, I use Rosie Joe's. Are you guys familiar with that? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I get a lot of bulk meat, a lot of meals from them. I make sure I always have rice. Um, so it makes it super easy. It's delicious. I, there's a Barnhart bowl on there. If you're interested, it's, um, basically my, my go-to it's rice and beef with like taco seasoning, avocado, um, corn and salsa. So that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really good. It's a hit. (laughs) Are you, are you still, are you still with them too? Um, I still am in contact with Mike, but since I have not been tracking my food, it has been a lot less just because I haven't needed it as much. A little bit more intuitive yeah. going on over here. <laughs> well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and But it was just a curiosity I had since you said you weren't tracking. And that's really kind of their game. I can absolutely rely on him if I need something, though. Like I was, I had a stomach bug during the open and I was having trouble like getting better after it. And I texted him for advice. Like, what should I do? I still can't eat. So... He's uh, he's a man and always still willing to help me when I need it. 
Mike is one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. And he remembers everybody's name. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's so good. He works with so many people and he's just like, keeps everyone straight. It's very impressive. Yeah. Well, Amanda, this has been so much fun. Are you planning on staying in Ohio now for a while? Um, putting down some roots? Oh, yeah. Like living here? Yeah, I plan on staying here for a while. I don't think we have any plans of leaving anytime soon. That's awesome. Up in the Wadsworth area or do you think you'll move around? I think we'll stay in this area. I love Wadsworth. Um, if not Wadsworth, maybe Medina, you know, close by. So. Very cool. That Lake Milton area is beautiful. Where's that? <laughs> so it's just north of there. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a huge lake where they, they have lake houses, um, big, beautiful lake houses. Probably uh, can't afford those, and... but I'm a sucker for water. <laughs> <laughs> Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. my, it's my wife and I's dream location to live. Because okay. it's this beautiful lake. Everybody's always on like jet skis and in boats. Oh when you go by there in the summer and the houses are beautiful. Um, that's like our dream place okay, to live. I'm, I'm going to Zillow that once we get off here. So uh, yeah, figure it out. <laughs> make a plan. Yeah, and it's probably a half an hour from you. Oh, wow. All right. Milton. Yeah. Just on, just on the other Lake Milton. All right. I'm going to look it up. Lake Milton. Yeah. And it's just on the other side of Akron. Okay, cool. Amanda, before you go, are you training at an affiliate or are you at home? Uh, at affiliate, uh, CrossFit yeah. High Gear. It's in Medina. Got it. Okay. Just wanted to give them a shout out. Yeah. CrossFit High Gear. They're money home. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and they like purple. Is that is that the one? Um, Purple, no. I would say it's mostly like green and blue. I think the like main two colors are. It's a lot of colors. But. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for doing this. We always love having you on. Uh, good luck this season. And uh, we'll see you in Orlando. All right. Thank you guys. It was great to see you again. And thanks for having me. Take care.